0: Proverbs thirty-one. Now I know I have preached from Proverbs thirty-one many times, but every year I, I, I look at different passages, and it's it's hard to beat Proverbs thirty-one when you when you begin to look at the uh, the the importance of a wife, the importance of a mother. This is a good verse for men to read to know what to look for in a good wife. It's a good verse for children to read to realize what your mother does to take care of you. It's a good verse for women to read to see uh, what God calls you to as, as good mothers and good wives. Uh, so we'll look at a few verses from Proverbs 31 this morning, but uh, we're going to kind of take a journey and look at a few different mothers in the text this morning. I know that it is Mother's Day, but but I think that this is also a good opportunity to not only uh, show a little love and praise to our mothers, but also to good wives and and other good women, uh, as Brother Ernest did when he did Children's Church. It's a time for us to celebrate the good gift that is... Women that God gives to us. Now, some of you are saying, "Yeah, you're just trying to make up for last week." Well, no, that's not the case. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just preaching God's word, and I think we see, uh, without question, in God's word, that women are important. Women are necessary. We need you, women. I, I think that I speak for all of the men uh, when I say that, and we thank you, women, for being good wives. For being good mothers and good grandmothers and we see women used throughout scripture from the old testament as we saw in children's church and repeatedly in the new testament and so praise god that he gives us good women in our lives proverbs 31 verse 27 these verses are talking about a good mom and a good mother. And so a little bit of context before we jump right in as to kind of what's going on here. Proverbs thirty-one twenty-seven: She watches over the activities of her household and is never idle. Her sons rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Many women are capable, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. Let's pray. God, we come to you this morning and we thank you for, for giving us some good women in our lives, dear Lord. Those that we can look up to, those that have, that, have, that have worked in our lives, dear Lord, that have taken care of us, that have imparted wisdom to us, God, and we thank you for giving us women. God, we thank you for the the love and the care and the tenderness and all the strengths that you give to a woman, God, that that only a woman could have, God. And we thank you for, for, for bringing women and men together to make the perfect marriage, to make the perfect relationships, dear Lord, to build from one another's strengths, God, to glorify you. God, I pray that each one in this place today, the women in this place and the men in this place, God, that, that we work together with our strengths, God, to bring glory to you. That's what you call us to do, dear Lord. And I thank you for all these mothers that you've brought here today, for all these good women that you've brought here today and that you've put in each of our lives, dear Lord. The list are long for all of us. And we thank you for blessing us with those good women throughout our years. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we look at Proverbs 31, uh, these are the wise words of the mother of Lemuel. Now, we don't know much about Lemuel, but it's important for us, I think, to realize that it's his mother who is giving him these words. She's pointing out to him what to look for in a woman, what's important in a woman. To find a good wife, to find a good wife is more precious than anything uh, this world has to offer and she gives him these words of wisdom as mothers usually do. Now, it may be hard for us when we're younger to recognize the wisdom that our mothers or our grandmothers may have, and some of you know what I'm talking about. You've gotten older, you've lived, and you realize that your mom is pretty smart. Now, when you're a kid and when you're a teenager especially, Your mom doesn't know anything. We've all been there. But it's amazing how smart your mother gets, and it coincides with how much older you get. That's odd how that works out. But as we grow older, I think we begin to appreciate our moms even more. Not that we don't appreciate our moms when we are young. We hopefully do. But as we begin to get older, we begin to appreciate our moms in a different way. Because as we're young and kids and going through life, we don't think about where the food on the table comes from. We don't think about where the clothes in our drawer and our closet comes from that are cleaned. Uh, we don't think about all the things that get done around the house. We just get up, put on clean clothes, eat a meal, play with our toys, and go about our life. And that's a good thing. That's the way it should be. But as we grow older we begin to realize that these things didn't take care of themselves. Clothes don't wash their toys don't pay for their self, food doesn't cook itself. And oftentimes it's a good mother who is doing those things. Now that's not to knock you men. I know that there are many men who do a lot too. That there are many meals that are made by men. But typically in a household we see these types of things carried out by a mother. And we see this talked about here in Proverbs 31. She watches over the activities of her household and she is never idle. Now as you grow older and as you begin to see what your mom does or perhaps you become a mother become a mother yourself you begin to realize that there is not much idle time as life progresses and you get married and then you have children i'm not speaking from experience here but you women can correct me if i'm wrong I, i i imagine that your time is is pretty much gone there is no more time anymore there is no idle time you are constantly doing something. You are doing this. You are doing that. You're taking kids to ball practice, to dance lessons, to, to whatever it may be. And a woman is never idle because as soon as you get home from those things, it's to the washing machine. It's to the, it's to the oven. It's to all these things that mothers typically have to do. And the proverb tells us that here, that a woman, that a mother, that a wife is never idle. Verse 28 shows the response of her children. It says sons here, but this, this, this also talks about daughters too. For any uh, children, we need to recognize the importance and significance of having a good mom and what a blessing that that is. It says that her sons rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also praises her. Now, today is a good day to do that, children and husbands, is to recognize the sacrifice that your mother has made and all that she has done for you because she loves you and to give her a little love today, not only for the children, but also for the husbands. Uh, We need to realize what a blessing it is for us to have a good wife, for us to have a woman that will put up with us. It's a miracle that I've ever gotten married. It's a miracle that Michelle would put up with me, and I don't know how she does it, but somehow she does. And me and your wife put up with you too. I know you think you're good, but it's tough. It's tough for women to have to, have to live with us because we're kind of rough around the edges. But praise God that we have women in our life that just kind of soften us up, kind of take the edge off. And today is a day that we set aside that for the children, we, we thank our mothers for what they have done for us. And as a husband, we thank our wives for being a good wife and also for being a good mother. Verse 29, many women are capable, but you surpass them all. Now this is probably the husband speaking here, uh, praising his wife, saying, you're the best. There may be some good women out there, but you are better than all of them. And we need to offer the same kind of praise to our wives and to our mothers who have taken care of us verse 30 charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting but a woman who fears the lord will be praised now of all the qualities that men sometimes look for in a woman proverb 31 sets the record straight because as we know as we get older no matter how good looking we may be eventually our looks begin to fade the wrinkles begin to come the gray hairs begin to pop out our bodies begin to wear out and things that we used to could do we can't do anymore because they hurt us or we're tired after doing that or we're sore after doing that and how did that happen we're not old and all of these things in our body the way we look and the way we function it begins to wear out and we're drawn to those things as human beings it's natural for us to look for physical attractions But in Proverbs 31, we are reminded that it's not the physical that is most important because that all passes away. But it's the woman who loves the Lord. And praise God that that hopefully we've had those women in our life. Hopefully we've had those women who have poured into us God's Word. Those women who have prayed for us as we were growing up and we were being a little mischievous maybe out doing things we shouldn't have been doing, living life on the wild side. I can tell you why you were doing those things. Somebody that loved you, and that was your mother. Somebody who, if I had to venture to say, probably everyone in here who has a child or has had a child who may be now grown up, there's probably been a many of prayers who have been sent out for that child by the mother. Because mothers love children in a different way than fathers, I believe. Not to say that fathers don't love their children. Or not to say that, that mothers love their children more. I'm not implying that. But, but I think there's something different in a mother's love. Now it's hard for me to comprehend and wrap my head around because I'm a guy. I'm not a woman and I'm not a mother. But I just believe that there's a different, a different type of love there for a mother and for a child. And praise God that, 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 that he puts good women into our lives. As I mentioned last week, praise God that it's not up to us men to raise the children of the world. We can teach them some things, but there are other things that only a mother can teach. There are other things that only a mother can do. There are things that a mother can understand and have compassion maybe more for a child than a father can. Because us men, we're a little rough around the edges. We're tough, right? Uh, you need to you need to toughen up. You don't need to be crying about that. You need to toughen up. But sometimes we need to toughen up, and that's true. But there are other times where we may need a little love and a little compassion and somebody to give us a hug and baby us a little bit, and mothers are good at that, and fathers are not so much always good at that. And so we see these strengths of mothers in our life and of women in our life and how God uses them to shape us and mold us and, and, and help us to grow, not only as individuals, but hopefully uh, as Christians, as, as those who are going to follow the Lord. There's a few examples. I'll try to be quick today, but there were a few women, and there are many women in the Bible, far too many to cover uh, this morning, but we will look at a few different scenarios that mothers sometimes have to face. The first is Sarah. Now, you can read about Sarah in Genesis chapter uh, 21, verses 1 and 2. The Lord came to Sarah, and as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the appointed time, God had told him. Now, if you've never read the story of Sarah and Abraham, God had promised to bless them with children, with a child, who God would bless all the descendants that would come through that child and through Abraham's bloodline. God was going to set his plan in place through that child that they were going to have. The problem was, is that they were very old when God made this promise to them. And not only were they old when God made the promise, but it would still be many years later before God would fulfill the promise. And in Sarah, we see a mother who waited. Sometimes we see that in our world today, a mother who has to wait. A mother-to-be who desperately desires to have a child, but sometimes they have to wait a little longer than they would want to and sometimes it's hard for us to be patient it was hard for sarah to be patient i won't tell you the story but go back and read in genesis you can read all about sarah but it's sometimes difficult uh, for us to wait and especially for a mother to wait for a for a woman who desires a child to have to wait but here we see in scripture an example of A woman of Sarah who had to wait who waited for a child sometimes women wait and it's just not God's it's not God's will for them to be blessed with children and that's a hard thing to live with and accept it's a very difficult thing but there are other times that sometimes it is God's will for there to be a child and you have to be patient and you have to wait And Sarah is a good example and a good reminder of what it means for us that sometimes we have to wait. Sometimes mothers must wait. Jacobed. now that may not be a name that you're familiar with because it's not a name that's mentioned at the beginning of Exodus, but it is a name uh, that, that you should be familiar with because that is the mother of Moses. Now, you may have heard of Moses before in Jockbed, Moses's mother, it talks about what she had to do in Exodus chapter two verses one through three. Now, a man from the family of Levi named or excuse me married a Levite woman. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was beautiful, she hid him for three months. but when she could no longer hide him, she got a papyrus basket from him for him and coated it with asphalt and pitch she placed the child in it and set it among the reeds by the bank of the nile here in jockbed we see a mother who had to make a difficult decision a mother who was struggling for the well-being of her child now what was taking place here in these verses is that the Pharaoh uh, commanded that all the male children of of Egypt be killed. All the Israelite (coughs) children were to be killed. Moses was an Israelite. And Moses' mother, not wanting to see him die, had to make a tough choice. Can you imagine, mothers, if you had to do that? Can you imagine having a child that was only a few months old and having to choose between his keeping him and probably losing his life or letting him go by putting him in a basket and sending him down a river, I can only imagine that that was a very difficult choice for her. It was a choice that had to be made for the well-being of the child, but it was a tough choice. I think we see mothers in our world today and perhaps some mothers in this room who have had to make a tough choice before who may have had to make a choice to do something for the well-being of the child it was hard for them to do and we see an example of that right here in scripture and i think it's important for us to realize as we talk about the importance of choice as we read these scriptures to recognize the significance and the importance of human life there are many women in our world who are struggling with not a decision to give a child away but a decision as to whether or not they even will allow their child to live to be born and that is a tough choice but a choice that shouldn't even be a choice at all it's very important for us Christians to help find these mothers-to-be these women who are carrying children and help them to realize the significance of what's going on in their body The significance of a life that is about to come into this world. The significance of knowing that there is a God that loves them. There are many women in this world who have made that choice, that difficult choice to have their pregnancy terminated. What a horrible, horrible thing. And there are many women who have to live with that choice with regret. And with shame and with sadness, perhaps even some in this room have made that choice. But the good thing is is that God is a forgiving God. And while that may be a choice that many women regret, it may be a choice that they are sad over, it is not a sin that cannot be forgiven. That's why it's so important for us as Christians, if we encounter family members or friends who are tempted to make that tough choice, that we tell them about the love of Jesus Christ. That we save a life by showing them that God loves them. By helping them not to make the wrong choice, but to make the right choice. Sometimes making the right choice may be tough like it was for Jacques Bed. It may mean giving up a child. And how difficult that must be for a mother. How difficult it must be for a mother to give up a child. And we see this example to remind us that even those women that we read about in the Bible had to make the tough choices. But we want to help women make the right choices. We read about Naomi in Ruth chapter 1, verse 3. Naomi's husband, Elimelech, died and she was left with her two sons. Here we see an example of a mother who lost her husband. Sometimes we see that in our world today. A mother who has to raise children on her own, a mother who doesn't have a husband to turn to, a father for her children. And how difficult that must be for a mother. Again, there may very well be mothers in this room who have had to live that. Who have had to go through that struggle. Who have had to work hard. Who have had to sacrifice so much. And again, all the struggles that we see in our world today, as Ecclesiastes would say, there's nothing new under the sun. We see plenty of examples of godly women all throughout Scripture who experience the same things that some of you have experienced or perhaps are experiencing. But in all of these instances, God was there with these women. In all of these instances, God took care of these women. God took care of their children. God took care of the situation that they were in. And God will take care of your situation that you're in. God will forgive whatever sins of the past you may have committed. As God was here for these women, so God will be here for you. There was a lady in the Old Testament named Zarephath. God commanded Elijah to go to her house. There was a famine in the land and when he arrived at her house she was gathering what little food there was and she told Elijah I'm gathering up what little bit is left so that me and my son may die she was preparing to uh, to to for life to be over but in the midst of that most difficult circumstance she was concerned with providing for her child and in that instance God blessed them in that instance, God spared the child even later on. We see story after story of mother, all throughout the Old Testament and all throughout the New Testament. Of women who had tough choices to make. Of women who were in difficult situations. Of women who loved their children greatly and sometimes lost their children. Probably the most famous mother in all of scripture is Mary, the mother of Jesus. In John chapter 19, verses 25 through 27, standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple he loved standing there, he said to his mother, woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. Here in the story of Mary in these verses, we see a mother who lost a child. Now I can only imagine that that's probably one of the most devastating, if not the most devastating losses that a mother could experience. The loss of a child. And here we see Mary as her son was being crucified. She was standing there and she was watching. And some of you mothers can relate to that. There are no doubt some in this room who have lost a child. And it's a loss, I think, that it's, it's hard for, for those of us who haven't experienced that to, to really understand But here we see an example in Scripture of a mother who went through the same thing that some of us go through. And as Jesus was on the cross, this was not long before he went on to be with the Heavenly Father. Not long before that happened, Jesus' concern as he was there in excruciating pain, as he was being mocked, as he had been beaten, as he was hanging on a cross, his concern was for his mother that she was provided for now i think in that verse alone that shows us the significance of a mother that shows us how we as children should lift up our mothers that shows us the importance that that we should place on seeing to that our mothers were and are provided for the scriptures are full of plenty of verses about mothers If you want to read more about mothers, you can Google women of the Bible or mothers of the Bible and you can find story after story of women and mothers that God has used. Of mothers who had to go through difficult times, of mothers who were blessed by God. We come today and we thank God for our mothers. We thank God for the women that he has put in our life. We even see Paul make a reference to Timothy of of the good job that uh, Timothy's mother and grandmother did in raising him and teaching him what was most important. Of all the things that, that mothers are to do and that mothers have done throughout the history of the world, there is one thing that is the most important. The most important thing that you can do, mothers, is to make sure that you tell your children about Jesus Christ. Is to make sure that they know that Jesus loves them. To make sure that their soul is taken care of. To make sure that they understand God's word. To make sure that they understand what really matters. To make sure that they grow up to be men and women who are going to be honest. Who are going to be loving. Who are going to be caring. Who are going to be there for other people. Who are going to be trustworthy. And that's a big job, mothers. That's a big job but it's the most important job you can do. For those of us who have had mothers who have poured into us, grandmothers who have poured into us, praise the Lord. But it can't stop with us. Mothers, you have to continue that. Grandmothers, you have to continue that. That wisdom that you have obtained, that love that you have obtained from Jesus Christ, you need to impart that into your children because there's nothing else that matters. We impart everything we can into our children while we're on this world. We impart them with the gospel of Jesus Christ so that upon their accepting it, we will be with them for all of eternity. Praise God that we have good mothers on this world, but praise God that we don't have to just have our mothers on this world, but we can be with them for all of eternity through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Let's pray. God, we come to you this morning and we thank you for these words. And God, as we look at these mothers in Scripture, we see mothers who had to make tough choices. But God, you were with them. We see mothers, God, who sometimes made the wrong choice, dear Lord. But there is forgiveness there. Dear Lord, we see mothers who had to suffer great loss. God, we see mothers who had to do it on their own. And, dear Lord, there may be mothers in this room today that that, that can relate to some of these that we talked about today or others that we didn't mention but that your word tells us about, dear Lord. So if there's a mother that's just struggling with with having to wait, dear Lord, maybe there's a mother-to-be. God, maybe there's a mother who made a wrong choice. God, maybe there's a mother who made a tough choice. Maybe there's a mother who suffered great loss. God, I pray that you would be with each mother that's here today, whatever they may be going through, whether it be good or whether it be bad, dear Lord, that you just bring joy to their heart, to their life this morning. And God, we thank you for giving us mothers, grandmothers, aunts, and and just women in our lives, dear Lord, for our good wives that you give us. God, we just praise you for that. God, we thank you for the blessing that, that, that is women dear Lord. And we thank you that we've, we've, we've got those, 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 those mates, those partners for life, dear Lord. And God, I pray that you would just bless each mother here today, that they would have a good time with their children, that they would have a good time with their husbands and their families, dear Lord God. And I pray that you just bless each one. Give us a good afternoon, dear Lord. Let the children recognize the significance of their mothers and God, let the mothers recognize the, 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 the huge responsibility, the greatest responsibility that there is, dear Lord, to raise a child and to teach them right. So, God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would just be with the mothers to lead them, to, to lead their children and raise them. God, even if they've got kids that are grown, dear Lord, we still need some wisdom. We still need some guidance. So, God, help us to still go to our moms to get what we need. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.